This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. If you're like many people, you may be surprised to learn that one in five adults in this country experienced mental illness last year. Yet, far too many fail to receive the support they need. Carillon Behavioral Health is doing something about it. They understand that behavioral health is a key part of whole health delivering compassionate care that treats physical, mental, emotional, and social needs in tandem. Carillon Behavioral Health, raising the quality of life through empathy and action. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood. It was created in our kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton, and it all started with a simple idea. What began as Laird's secret for long-lasting energy on the waves is now Laird Superfood, offering a full range of delicious plant-based creamers, coffee, greens, and more. Visit LairdSuperfood.com and use the code GABBY2024 and save 20% on your first order. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. I won't let my body outweigh, outweigh everything that I'm made of. Won't spend my life trying to change. I'm learning to love who I am. I get strong, I feel free. I know every part of me is beautiful. And I will always outweigh. If you feel it, put your hands in the air. Show some love to the new while you're there. Let's take it one day at a time. Cause you and I outweigh. Okay, we are back for episode three of three with Melissa Giovanni. She is a registered dietitian based in Nashville, the founder of Balanced Nutrition Counseling. And she is a friend of Kat DeFadas, who we know and trust well. And I love the work that she's doing and all of our guests. And when they bring their expertise, the other two episodes where she was on, if, if y'all want to go back and listen, if you haven't, we've talked about living in a toxic environment and how to handle moments if you're triggered by people that you have to be around. And then also how to have a healthy relationship with exercise while you're working on recovery for yourself. So go back and listen if you missed those. But now we're just going to talk about diet culture in general, because mm-hmm. it's everywhere. We're diet obsessed. We have been for decades. Yeah. And some of us grew up with it. How old are you, Melissa? 36. Okay. So we're about the same. I'm 41. So nineties, okay. yeah. Fat free, slim yes. fast, <laughs> like all kinds of diets and workouts. And it's just it's been, well, pretty toxic for quite some time now. Yeah. And here we are. I feel like we're finally rounding a corner <laughs> and we're making some progress, but it's going to take some time. So yeah. 
what advice do you have to offer us that are trying to navigate this? Because like every ad that may pop up or around every corner mm -hmm. or a billboard or a sign or driving by a building. You know, I mentioned on the last episode that I worked at a weight loss center in college and I would weigh and measure people. That was my, I wasn't yeah. a counselor because I wasn't that level. I think I graduated a little bit to that point towards the end of my summer career there. But mostly I would do intake. I would have to like, weigh and measure. And then if their weight had fluctuated, they would come in three times a week to weigh. Oh, oh, how toxic is that? <laughs> and I would have to say, okay, um, did you go uh, off the eating plan? And then they'd be like, well, yeah, I had this or I had right. that. And I ate, and I'm like, and I would write it down like a shape, like, okay, well now it's forever in your chart. And I wish I could call every single uh, one of those women that I weighed and measured because I was just doing my job and they sure, were there. Yeah. They paid to be there. Right, it's yeah. like they wanted to be there. But totally, this was the late 90s, the early 2000s. And it was a very popular weight loss clinic in my college town. Mm -hmm. So I have contributed to this diet obsessed, toxic culture. How can we now navigate it? It's 2022. Yeah. What do we do? It's still in our face all the time. Sure. It's, it, and it is. And like you said, we're kind of rounding a corner. Things are starting to change, but there's still a lot of work to be done. And also we've all, I think, I can't speak for everyone, but we've all probably contributed to it at some point or another. You know, that's just the way this goes until we know otherwise and have worked on intuitive eating or eating disorder recovery. I think that eating disorder recovery and working on intuitive eating in the world and diet obsessed culture that we live in can quite literally feel like you are swimming upstream while everyone else is going with the current. So it's super can feel super lonely and isolating if we don't make an effort to find people who maybe understand or who are also working on that or who don't diet, even, even if they don't even know what intuitive eating is, or they've never had an eating disorder, maybe they're just someone in your life who's never dieted. So trying to surround yourself with those types of people when possible, same thing, like we've talked about in the other episodes too, social media, like you know, anytime I get an ad for a weight loss thing or a diet thing on my Instagram or Facebook or wherever, although I guess like Facebook, I'm like aging myself. I think a lot of people don't use Facebook, but <laughs> some, any, people. <laughs> some yeah. people, any social media accounts, you know, hide them, report them, whatever you got to do to like, try to not see those things all the time because I'm a dietitian, probably what I'm like doing and looking at on my computer. I feel like I get a lot of ads or just like random things on the computer for diets and things like that. So they're definitely still out there, even though we're starting to change some things, but trying to avoid those as much as possible. Again, that mantra we talked about before too, like good for everyone else. I just, I cannot do that. Yeah. That was from our first chat that we did a couple of weeks ago and it's good for you. It's not for me. Yeah. And that's something you can just say in your head. Like if it's, if somebody else is talking about their amazing diet and blah, 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 because here's the thing with right now, because the diet industry is getting smarter, they mm -hmm. are learning mm -hmm. how to play the game and they're like, absolutely. Oh, well, we just can't be this like you know, in your face, drink two shakes a day, mm -hmm. eat a sensible dinner. That's too diety. We need to be more sneaky about it. And they are presenting as not a diet. But when in yeah. all actuality, it is 100% a diet. And I think that in my teenage years, I was first exposed to dieting. And that was the springboard. I can't say whether or not I would have fallen into an eating disorder through other means. Sure. But I know through some work, I've been able to pinpoint 
when dieting was really introduced to me and how that shifted my thinking and led to this obsession with food, which led to a binge restrict purge cycle situation. And my brain, I was so young. I was like 14, 15 years old and trying to figure this out Mm -hmm. all on my own. But I know on Instagram, you have a whole highlight reel that's dedicated to ED recovery. And I was just flipping through it. And one of the things you posted said, preoccupation with food is a natural side effect of dieting. And I'm like, "Mm -hmm. yes, I got like, I was obsessed. All I thought about was food. And it was because I had put myself on a diet and I was restricting and it happened so early on that I lived with it for decades that I didn't even know how to even trust my body. And I know it was dieting that first did that because especially that restriction at such a young age too. And then Mm -hmm. I had to really work hard in my late 30s to rewire my diet brain. Yeah. And then now what sucks is because these diets are now so disguised, it's messing with with people. So is intuitive eating, this is a question some people might have, is that considered a diet? No, not the true, like actually what intuitive eating is. However, I will say kind of like you just mentioned, intuitive eating, I think is kind of turning into a diet or, or people are spinning it that way. Basically something to watch out for. If anybody is telling you you'll lose weight, with intuitive eating, then that's probably not actually intuitive eating because we don't know. I don't know as a dietitian, nobody's going to know. A doctor's not going to know. Intuitive eating might cause someone to gain weight. It might cause someone to stay the same weight, or it might cause someone to lose weight. It just kind of depends on the person. So a red flag is anybody claiming weight loss. Totally. What are some other red flags we can look out for, for diets? Because again, yeah, we're in a diet obsessed culture. It is hard because there are a lot. I know there was one diet that came out a few years ago or an app or something. A bunch of people started asking me about, and they were like, well, they, you know, they're talking about behavioral health and they're going to change how you feel about food and your relationship with food. And I was like, oh, cool. What is this app? So I downloaded it and looked at it. And it was like, I put in my stats just to see as an example. And it was like, Melissa, you need to eat X amount of calories. And it was like very low. And I was like, this makes no sense. This is a diet. And then I started looking through it. And it was basically, like you said, a diet in disguise that it was just going to help our relationship with food, which is not true. So pretty much anything that ever elicits that gives the claim of weight loss or it's quick, it's fast. It's, you know, anything that has these like really, really in your face kind of claims, it's probably a diet. I know it's probably overwhelming for people. And you can, again, because the diet industry is so smart and they do make so much money they make a lot of money off of us. And so they're going to find ways to manipulate and figure out how to still get into, now I'm going to age myself and say our pocketbooks. (laughs) I feel like my grandma (laughs) used to say that. Shout out Mama Chris. But they want to still get into our pocketbooks. And thankfully, these conversations are being had. And there's professionals like you, Melissa, that are changing the game. And it's not as easy, but they're sneaky. And so you have to be on guard and not fall for it. And if there's ever anything that you're questioning, then hopefully you have an expert or someone Mm -hmm. that you can lean into and try to help decipher whether or not it's something that's going to be a good fit fit for you. Because as a registered dietitian, do you put people in recovery on any type of meal plans or anything like that? 
Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. When Dr. Sabah and I decided to do a skincare line together, he said to me, we are going to give women meaningful beauty. And I said, that's exactly right. We want to give women meaningful beauty, which means each and every product is meaningful. It has a, a reason to exist. It's efficacious. You're going to get results. And then you just go out and live your life. Meaningful beauty. Confidence is beautiful. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails. And with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers. And with available features, like the panoramic moonroof, you can sit back, enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Hi, it's Gabby Reese, and this podcast is powered by Laird Superfood, a brand that's truly close to my heart because it was founded in my kitchen by my husband, big wave surfer Laird Hamilton. Today, Laird Superfood boasts an amazing lineup of products, all crafted with the highest quality plant-based ingredients. Think functional mushrooms, real fruits and veggies. What makes us unique? We're committed to using only real ingredients, no artificial and no natural flavors. Two of my absolute favorites are prebiotic daily greens, really great tasting, and we've added some mushrooms to support your gut even a little more. Then there's our instant latte lineup. We've got instant mocha, instant latte, chai. If you want to discover Laird Superfood, you can do it at your local retailer on Amazon or at LairdSuperfood.com. And if you put in the code GABBY2024 on our website, you'll get an exclusive 20% off your first purchase. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. As a registered dietitian, do you put people in recovery on any type of meal plans or anything like that? Uh, yeah. So a lot of times, so there's, there's kind of like a hot debate, I think in the eating disorder recovery world and meal plans at the moment, but I personally, yes, I, if somebody is in early stages of recovery, I think that they might need a meal plan because they're not sure how much to eat. Their eating disorders telling them to only eat certain things. So it's not a diet by any means. It's just like a guide to here's how much food you need for breakfast, lunch, dinner, and snacks. It's never a restrictive thing by all means, but yes, I do make meal plans for clients and things like that. Which again, early on in my recovery, I think that would have been helpful because I didn't know. I would I had been messing with my body for so long, 
you know, there's some meme or something that's out there. I know we've mentioned it before, but I'm going to paraphrase it. It's probably way cuter if I were to look it up and get it right. But it's like, like you said, you don't know what's going to happen with someone's body once they adopt intuitive eating. There's no way to guarantee. Mm -hmm. We are all different shapes and sizes and we're supposed to be. It's the diet culture that has said this is a body. Mm -hmm. And if you've been manipulating, speaking of manipulation, manipulating your body to be a certain way, like once you let go of certain things, you don't know Mm -hmm. what it's going to do. But the meme is like, you know, I want my baseline body weight to be whatever it is where I can like go to brunch with friends and not care about what I'm ordering. Yes, yes. (laughs) Like I promise the meme is probably way cuter than that. I know what you're talking about. I feel like I've seen that. Yes. Yes. And it's like, yes, I remember I've seen it a few times just posted here and there. And I'm always like, yes, go to brunch with your friends and don't think about it. Boom. Mm -hmm. That's your baseline. (laughs) Yes, totally. Because it is our biologically appropriate weight is probably not the weight we quote unquote want it to be or what our culture has like made us believe is what we want it to be. Which have you seen the documentary called Victoria's Secret Angels and Demons on Hulu? No, but I want to watch it so bad. I need to. It's pretty fascinating. I did. And it's wild Mm -hmm. uh, to think about what they were able to do with Victoria's Secret and the company and the the founder, creator, the men were running it and how Mm -hmm. Victoria's Secret became this kind of character, this British Mm -hmm. woman. And her name, she was Victoria and this was her secret and this was her lingerie. But over time she evolved and she kind of disappeared. And then like it got sexier and sexier and then the angels came on the scene and then there was the Victoria's Secret fashion show. And then they got Justin Bieber to play the show at one point. And then the models were dressing up and very childlike costumes walking down the runway, but it was very much so to promote their teen line. And so they were marketing towards teenage girls. This is goals. Mm -hmm. And it was these women that I don't even know the stats of like a supermodel like that, but it's sort of like, you know, if your child is like, I want to be in the NFL, you're like, okay, that's cute. Good luck. Like, yeah, probably not going to happen. And it's like, so then you have all these teenage girls looking at the screen like, oh, I want to, my body doesn't look like that. What's wrong with me now? I need to like make it look like that. But they were, they were geniuses in that they were like, we got to hook them and hook them young. Mm -hmm. And so we're going to book Justin Bieber and then have girls, you know, pranced down the runway in like a tricycle and stuff that just seemed very bubbly and young. Like it's, oh like it's actually sick if you watch it. Yeah, it's You're like, like making me like... Some of the women that were working at the company, they just were appalled at some of the things that came across their desk and they're just very confused and yeah. how the men who were really running it would always like to claim, oh, well, we've got women CEOs over this branch, this branch, this branch, but really these men were above them calling the shots. Mm -hmm. Anyway, the Victoria's Secret fashion show is no more. It is not. They've canceled it. And Victoria's Secret did not want to budge and lean into diversity on their runway. They were like, this is how a woman's body looks. Sorry. Good luck. Mm -hmm. But now they've been forced to rebrand because their way thankfully isn't working anymore. And women are speaking up and they're like, that is just not attainable. And plus they had, you know, they knew they were airbrushing all kinds of models in their magazines and Mm -hmm. it was just crazy. And then part of the documentary, they bring up Rihanna's line and how she was 
when she introduced her lingerie line, her lineup of models was extremely diverse and had all different types of bodies and shapes and colors and all the things. And it was really cool. And Victoria's Secret was like, yeah, okay, good luck with that. And then now they're rebranding and they have, they don't, they got rid of their angels and now they have like Victoria's Secret, like collective group and it's diverse and it's got all different kinds of people. So, you know, they're rebranding, but those are the images we grew up seeing. Like that's what was in our face. And so it's not just diets that are in our face. It's the Mm -hmm. images of what society has said we're supposed to look like. And it really sucks because it had nobody ever done that. Then we would all be, or people, some people, everyone, hopefully as a whole would be more accepting. It would just be the norm. There wouldn't even need to be acceptance. It would be like, oh, this is what it is. Cool. Exactly. It's crazy. The stuff that we've like grew up looking at. Have you seen those um, images of like the pictures of Jessica Simpson and like people that like certain images of, and they, the tabloids all said she was so fat at the time, but look at, she looks like a normal human being. Oh yes. The mom jeans. Yes. Did did you read her book? No, I didn't. Oh, it is. Also heard that is good too. Good. And she shares her roller coaster with body image and diet. And you know, you would think looking at Jessica Simpson by, you know, society standards, like what in the world, why, why would she have issues? But she went into her record label and she was, I don't know. She was a teenager. Can't remember Mm -hmm. the exact age. It's been a couple years since I read the book, but let's call it 15, 16 years old. And her label was like, all right, cool. Love everything looking good, but you're probably going to need to lose about 10 pounds. And she Mm. is so short and tiny. And so then began her journey of complete insecurity and trying to chase this look because, you know, her late, the men, her label Mm -hmm. and these guys running the show are like, "Mm -mm, this is what we want to see on stage. So right get it going. Terrible. I'm looking up the book so that I can tell y'all in case you haven't read it. And I don't know why the name, oh, it's called Open Book. Mm. That's what it's called. And it is really good. She shares some juicy details about John Mayer too. Okay. Very interesting (laughs) life. And in the Victoria's Secret documentary too, they go into Jeffrey Epstein, Mm. which is a whole not another thing that I you know, mm-hmm. have been very into podcast wise and just a total sicko. And so he's intertwined with the CEO of Victoria's Secret. So and the founder, it's crazy. Okay. I'm going to close out with some body image mantras that you posted on Instagram. If y'all want to follow Melissa, her handle is all the foods SRDS. And the last episode we were trying to make up, or at least I was some of my own mantras around exercise. And so I thought, oh, yay. These are some good mantras to keep in your back pocket in case, you know, you run into some diet culture Mm -hmm. talk, you are in a strip mall and a, you know, there's a diet place that's kind of like trying to lure you in or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like these are things you can just remind yourself. And again, Melissa posted this cute little graphic on, on Instagram, body image mantras. My body deserves love and respect. My body is beautiful just as it is. I celebrate my body's changes. My body is strong and capable. I honor my body with nourishing foods. I am grateful for the nourishing choices I make today. So there you go. Six mantras for you to have. And they're way better than the ones (laughs) that I was trying to make up last week. You had some good ones. 
uh, you know, I was just trying to find a few <laughs> words that rhyme, which now I see that they don't have to rhyme. They just have to like True. be something like quick, concise to the point and something that you can repeat to yourself or maybe even write down and put on your mm-hmm. bathroom mirror, post-it mm-hmm. notes, journal them, whatever you can do to put this into your brain as much as possible. My body deserves love and respect. My body deserves love and respect. Mm-hmm. And you could write that over and over, sort of like you're in trouble at school mm-hmm. back in the day. I journal a lot and sometimes it will be something just over and over so that I see it, I feel it. It's like coming a part of me. And it takes telling yourself something sometimes or doing an action or thinking a thought thousands of times. So you would yeah. be surprised how long it takes for you to start to build that new neuro pathway. So mm-hmm. be gentle with yourself. Absolutely. And um, Melissa, thanks for the spending the last three weeks with us. Yeah. Thanks, Amy. I appreciate it. I love it. Yeah. I appreciate the work that you're doing and say your practice one more time in case people want to check it out. It's based in Nashville though. Do y'all do any virtual or mostly in person? Yeah, we do virtual. And then we have an office in Nashville and Murfreesboro. Okay, cool. And it's balancenutritioncounseling.com and you can read about their story and their services and different resources. It's all there. Balancenutritioncounseling.com. Thanks, Melissa. Awesome. Thanks, Amy. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from The Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthierhappenstogether. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.